You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill What the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Mighty Father, through the Holy Spirit, we pray that we would see and hear, know and trust, love, worship, and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. About 15 years ago, I can recall standing in line at a funeral visitation. There stood a widow whose husband had died suddenly from a heart attack. She was in her 30th year in the state system as a principal, on the cusp of retirement. Her husband had been a successful entrepreneur. Glory days were just upon them. And in the blink of an eye, her husband was declared dead at the emergency room at St. Vincent's Hospital. And I heard her say to the person in front of me in line, this was not the plan. This was not the plan. Counselor and teacher Julie Sparkman talks about how we all have a picture of what we expect life to look like. And oftentimes the hardest moments of our lives are when that picture is shattered. For this woman, she had a picture of a long-awaited retirement and time with her husband after two grueling careers. Her husband dying was not in her plan. It did not match the picture. The Matthew account of the conception of Jesus is told primarily from Joseph's side of the story. If you want to talk about a this-was-not-the-plan moment, take a look at Joseph's situation. Joseph was engaged to Mary. And back then, engagement was different than it is now. Back then, to be engaged was to be legally married. Joseph was Mary's husband. Mary was his wife. And so Joseph had this picture He was expecting that he and Mary would get married and they would start a family. And then Mary turned up pregnant. This was not the plan. This does not match the picture. It would appear to Joseph that his bride had been unfaithful and that she was not the pure Jewish girl that he thought she was. So the picture of marriage and family had been shattered. The plan changes. Joseph, according to the law, had two options. There would be a public trial in which Mary would be condemned publicly and she would either be stoned to death 
or they would be divorced. And so Joseph, being a good law-abiding man, decided that what he would do was that he would privately divorce Mary and they would move on. So there's a new picture. We're going to get divorced. We're going to move on quietly. Take the next step. Well, then the angel of the Lord visits Joseph. And it was not an uncommon occurrence in the Bible that at pivotal moments in redemptive history that God will deliver a message to someone through an angel. And the angel tells Joseph that the Holy Spirit has conceived this child, that this child will be the Messiah, and that he should follow through and marry his fiancée, Mary. So now there's a new plan and a more complicated picture. On one hand, Joseph is going to be the father of the Messiah who will save God's people. This is exciting. But on the other hand, people are going to think one of two things. Either Joseph has gotten Mary pregnant out of wedlock, or that Joseph is marrying this promiscuous girl with a bad reputation. Either way, Joseph is going to suffer public shame and reputational damage, perhaps for the rest of his life. So can you relate to a situation where your picture has been shattered? If you were a young person, maybe you were going into middle school and you thought that you were going to be a star athlete, and it turned out you either were on the bench or you never made the team where you thought that you were going to have a great group of friends, and then your group of friends disbanded, and you were ditched, and you were cut out of the group text. Adults, wow. How many pictures along the way are shattered? Pictures related to marriage, or children, or career success, or finances, or health, or life experiences. Life rarely fits the picture. When the picture gets shattered... It creates all kinds of disorientation, fear, and despair. The key verse, I think, in our passage here comes in verse 24, where it says, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. So the picture has been shattered, but Joseph is able to take the next step. He was able to emerge from the fear and despair and to move forward which is what we all need in these moments when the picture is shattered. Just the ability to take the next step. So today I want to look at how it is that God enables us to take the next step. And I want to do this in two parts. Stability, when the picture has been shattered. And hope, when the picture is shattered. And in these dark moments, God's purposes, providence, and goodness hold us together and they lead us forward. So first stability when the picture is shattered. In verse 20, the first thing that Joseph says, the first thing the angel says to Joseph is do not fear. Now you can imagine that Joseph had plenty of fear and anxiety related to marrying his fiance. We can observe three Ps that hold Joseph together. God's presence, his providence, and his purpose. First, in this moment, Joseph had to feel incredibly lonely. When the picture shatters, those are often the most isolating times of our lives. I've said this before. When we run to comfort a crying baby or a distressed young child, instinctively the first thing we always say is, Daddy's here. Mommy's here. We want to give a reassurance of our presence because we just know that distress and isolation go hand in hand. In Luke 1, 
where the author tells Mary's side of the story, the first thing the angel says to Mary is, Mary, favored one, the Lord is with you. There's a reassurance of the presence of God. In Joseph's story, God moves towards Joseph. Through the angel, he speaks to Joseph, and he essentially communicates, Joseph, you are not alone. The Lord is with you. That's the first thing we need to remember when the picture is shattered. God has not abandoned us. And we certainly struggle to feel his presence in these moments. But we need to remember, according to his word, that God is there. He remains in our presence. Well, secondly, we can observe God's providence in this story. After the angel communicates, do not fear, he says, that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. In essence, the angel is declaring that God has foreordained and has authored these circumstances. He's initiated the whole, the whole situation. This situation may not be in Joseph's plan, but it certainly is in God's plan. Furthermore, Luke writes, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. He is citing a prophecy from Isaiah that predicts that a young woman will conceive the Messiah. And he is demonstrating that Mary's miraculous pregnancy is all part of a bigger plan that God has authored from before time. God has foreseen and intended every moment of the situation. Now, as you think about the shattering of your picture, you may be thinking, it's not terribly comforting to hear that God is totally in control of this mess. Well, I hear that. However, a part of the terror that we experience when our picture is shattered is this sense that God has abandoned ship. Like we were walking through life together and God has backed out. And all of a sudden, as a product of this, we feel as if our life is spiraling and it is spinning into chaos. And as a result, it feels like God has taken his eyes off the road. Well, in reality, God is still in control. God is never the author of evil and he is never the author of sin. But you can be assured that no matter what is happening in all the world, the Lord remains in control of all things. So we've observed that God's presence and providence both help to stabilize Joseph. The final ingredient for this stability is found in purpose. The angel announces to Joseph, She will bear a son, and she shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the Greek transliteration of the Hebrew word Joshua, or the Hebrew name Joshua, which means God saves. The angel is communicating to Joseph something he desperately needs to hear, that there is purpose in this shattered picture. This, all of this difficulty is not in futility. God blesses Joseph by providing him with revelation about his specific situation. He even tells him the purpose and the outcome. Sometimes we can see God's purposes in the shattered pictures of our lives, but a lot of times there is just no observable silver lining. The thing you want to do is put your hands in the air and say, God, what are you doing? Like, what is the point of all of this difficulty? My wife and I knew a couple that struggled with infertility for years and years until they decided to adopt. And they'd come to a place of acceptance and and contentment when they realized they were going to build their family through adoption. When the unexpected occurred, against all odds, for the first time in her whole life, she became pregnant. And she was so overjoyed that she said she was actually happy with 
morning sickness because morning sickness validated that her dream had come true. And then in the second trimester, the pregnancy went awry and she lost the baby. And while trying to be reverent, she said, I feel like I have been sucker punched by God. They had had their dream dangled in front of them and then taken away. There's just no silver lining to the story. She never got pregnant again. She never wrote a book, never started a nonprofit. There was no viral posting on Facebook. They could see no evidential purpose in their picture being shattered. However, we do know, according to God's word, that the Lord has purposes literally in all things. One of the last things that Jesus says in the Bible toward the end of Revelation is, Behold, I am making all things new. All things. Not some things, but all things. And that means that even when you cannot observably see it, that the Lord has redemptive purposes in every detail of your shattered picture, according to his word. So as with Joseph, no matter what your shattered picture may be, God can hold you together. When you remember his presence, his providence, and his purposes, you have a sense of stability that can coexist with your disappointment and with your sorrow. And so God's character holds Joseph together. But I think it is the hope of God that actually enables us to take the next step forward. And that takes us to our second point, hope when the picture is shattered. One thing that makes this conversation about the picture being shattered somewhat difficult is that and in our heart, because we are sinners, we all are naturally theologians of glory. What I mean by that in this sense is generally when we think about our life and we think about God's plan for our life, we tend to expect that his plan involves health and happiness and comfort and success. When we're happy and prosperous, we tend to think that this is God at work. When we hear Romans 8.28, all things work for the good, for those who love the Lord and who have been called according to his purpose, we tend to think that the good means our prosperity, and our, and our happiness. Well, the angel told Mary in the Luke account of this story that her son would be great. And when Joseph learned that the Holy Spirit had conceived the child and that his son would be the Messiah, surely he had positive expectations. Surely both of them expected that their son Jesus was going to be popular and successful and that life was going to go his way. My guess is that when Joseph heard that his son would be the Savior, he did not anticipate that this meant that his son would be the sacrificial lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. I doubt that his picture involved King Herod trying to kill his son or people constantly resisting his child or his disciples abandoning him in the last moments of his life. And I certainly do not think that Joseph foresaw his son hanging on a cross. Their picture was probably that of a theology of glory, like yours and mine. The picture surely did not have a cross in it. But that is the pattern of life with God. The pattern of the Christian life is that of cross and resurrection, of suffering and of redemption. Because we tend to operate as theologians of glory, we generally do not draw a cross in our picture of life. We do not expect pain, failure, and tragedy. And as a result, when these difficulties enter into our lives, we tend to think that the Lord is not at work and that God is not in the situation. And in reality, 
These are the moments where the Lord is most at work and is most present. It is in these moments when we draw close to the Lord and we experience the life of Christ. Joseph surely did not expect a cross, but I would imagine he also did not expect the bodily resurrection. The promise that Jesus would save us from our sins involves both a cross and a resurrection. And so in our picture of life, we cannot just draw a cross. We also have to draw an empty tomb. The cross and the resurrection are inseparable. They are both a part of the work of God, and they are both the pattern of the life into which we have been baptized and born. And when we realize this, we are not caught off guard when we encounter setbacks and sufferings and tragedy. We do not presume that God is not involved. We know that Christ is there, and we know that the resurrection always accompanies our time on the cross. We can trust that in time, the Lord can restore and can heal our hearts. And that is the fabric of hope that we desperately need. With this knowledge of God's presence, providence, and purpose, the Lord holds us together. He stabilizes us when our picture is shattered. And with the expectation of the cross and the knowledge of the resurrection, the Lord gives us the hope we need and enables us to take the next step and to move forward. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you would glorify yourself in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.